This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, July 6th, 2022. Another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast coming at you. I'm Tanner Lee. Across from me on the screen is the former KOP Predictions champion, Austin Shepard. Jeff, what's going on? It was short and sweet. How about that? It was. I, You know, I was ready for the summer of Shep, but wasn't meant to be, I guess. It's coming back soon. It's coming back, back soon. soon. Oh. Somebody needs to knock Paul off his high horse a little bit. He's he's feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, we, we need to have like a little bit of a run going on to just to keep him on, you know, planet Earth. Well, well, I think since you're doing him a favor by filling in at kind of a last minute notice tonight, I think you should be able to challenge him for that predictions title whenever you want. Well, I'm pretty sure we're going to do it to, at the end of the month. ROH. Yeah. You know, review coming up. Yeah, we got some uh, matches finally uh, made for the card tonight. So, it, I mean, those three matches, I can't argue with any three of those. No, I can't. I thought the Yuta uh, one was like, that was really quick right after the, the promo. The Garcia promo was like, he was done, and three seconds later we had the match. Tony Khan is very quick on approving that stuff. Well, they actually, if you saw, they flashed it before the promo, uh-huh. and then the promo kind of talks about him challenging it, and then they flashed it after. I'm like, somebody screwed up there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I think that'll be a that'd be a fun match. Yeah. Um, those two match up really well together. Um, then we got uh, Samoa Joe and and Lethal. Yeah, which it'll just be good to see Joe on TV again. Get him healthy, get him back. Right. I mean, it feels like that feud's been well. It's, it really started in April, so it has yeah. been going on for months. And I don't want to talk about whatever stole the show tonight, but this is what stole the show: FTR Briscoes one more time. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I'm glad we're going to get it for yeah, three titles on the line. You know, Briscoe's been pretty in deep with the impact of late, and I, with this, with this. Uh, pay-per-view coming up i'm like man they gotta be involved somehow i'm glad they're gonna do it i'm not gonna tell uh paul what my picks are gonna be i have a feeling on this match already but yeah i'm glad they're gonna be on the card i'm glad we're gonna see this uh round two so i, I saw the night they're gonna be on uh rick flair's last match card too against the von erics Ooh, yeah yeah von erics has been in mlw for a while and they're pretty impressive yeah, I mean, that, they're athletes. That card's 
turn out to be a really good card. <laughs> a really good card for just a show that was thrown together within the last yeah. few months. Right. That that and being at the Nashville Fairgrounds. Yeah. Well, yeah. they had to they had to move it to uh, some uh, well, they, they, I'm sorry, they moved it because they they sold too many tickets. I'm yeah. sorry. You're right. So, You're I, right. I think they're gonna sell out ten thousand, but you get the Podfather Conrad Thompson behind something, and he usually makes it work pretty well. I'm excited. I I'll probably tune in for that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I I was going back and forth, but more the more the card comes out, I th- I think I'll be ordering that one too. So, and and Flair it hadn't been, even been announced who his opponent is yet. So or what? opponents because I gotta well, think it's gonna be a tag match. Well, Steamboat backed out. That was yeah. the original one, and he said no. So, you know, we thought, you know, Jay Lethal, he's trading with him. Okay, we could see that one. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know who you throw in there, actually. Yeah, I mean, um, actually, Sting. That would be great. I mean, Sting can go. Sting's still going. Yeah. I mean, those guys almost started WCW together. They ended WCW together. You know, yep. last match, why not have it be Sting? They now, ran TNA together. Yep. Yeah. The only thing is, is I can see Tony not wanting Flair right. to get over there. But maybe Flair at his age realizes that he's not going to go over. But It's Ric Flair, let's be honest. Last match. <laughs> he's, he's going, going over. over. <laughs> let's just be yeah. thankful there's no titles on the line. Jeez. <laughs> or, or that uh, Hulk Hogan's not involved. Because that no. I know that was a crazy rumor out there at one point. I'm like, he can't take a bump, not with his no. back and at his age. No, no way. I mean, I mean, he's got he's got a hip and a knee from Zimmer's up the road from us. <laughs> you're not getting <laughs> you're not getting at least one hip, if not two. Yeah, in a half of a back, maybe even I don't know. That guy's put together with nuts and bolts. But uh, anyways, let's talk about tonight's dynamite, which started in a really fun way. I thought. It was the uh, TNT championship was on the line in a street fight, or as Paul likes to call it, insert city name street fight. So tonight's a Rochester street fight. Uh, Scorpio Sky versus Wardlow. And uh, kind of a long story short, Wardlow kind of won in what seemed to me didn't even need to be a street fight. And what was kind of almost a squash. Okay. I was going to say like a minor squash. Yeah. Minor squash. For American top team outside the ring. Yeah, would have been a squash. Yeah, and that's the only reason I think why they put the street fight stipulation out there was for American Top Team to get involved a little bit. Yeah, um, what a swanton by Warlord! Oh, he's so. Athletic. Where did that come from? Well, he's hit it before, but not like uh, we haven't seen it in a while. Because I know like his squash match has been all you know, power bomb, power bomb, power bomb. But he just pulls that out, and I'm like, he hit it. He hit it better than a. Than a Hardy. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially right now. Yeah, well, um, a sober Hardy, sorry. I mean, we'll get to that later. But uh, We will get to that later. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, he hit that. It was smooth. It looked good. And you can't tell the dude, what, six, seven, six, eight? He's a big boy. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure what he measured at, but uh, he's athletic. They've done such a good star- job of building him into a star. Um I'm glad they finally pulled the trigger on him tonight because part of me thought there's no way Wardlow's going to go over. Scorpio's going to find a way, but I'm glad they pulled the trigger. I don't take the strap and uh, make it worthwhile for a little bit. I don't think we had such a push of Warload, and then we had to pause it because of Forbidden Door. Right. 
I don't think they could have extended the pause anymore. Right. Okay. They had to. They had to get him back on the rocket ship and 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 head him up north. Right now, now what do you do with them? Who who do you throw at them? Well, I think you. I think you run for the next month, month and a half. You run through just a bunch of tough challengers for the TNT, and then getting somebody just tougher nails uh, for the pay per view around Labor Day. Yeah, all then, out, mm-hmm. all out, and then whoever comes out all out. AEW champion, you push Warload to there. Yeah, I, I could get on board with that. I know, I know. Sammy's already hitting the social saying, "Well, now that Scorpio lost the title, I can challenge again. I want to be a four time." I'm thinking, "Oh God, <laughs> we don't, we don't need a four time Sammy right now." No, I mean, I see, I see that happening in the next month or so. But three power bombs, Sammy's done. He's broken half. Yeah, crowd to go nuts. Yeah, you know, yeah. got a wheelbarrow to put all the pieces in. Yep. So uh, we should see what the TNT title looks like come next week if it's back to one of the old versions or if he now gets a customized one for him. Maybe, you know, he's from Cleveland, so maybe it's Browns colors or Cavaliers colors. Or I don't know. I, I kind of I want him to tote a genie around and just rub it in everybody's face. It is a good-looking belt. I mean, it with is. the colors, it, it is pretty sharp looking. I mean, I hate the Lakers, but yeah, I mean, I mean, most of us do. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that that I'd be okay with that. So it's, uh, I think Scorpio, he'll probably take a little time off. I still don't know if he's fully healthy. Well, did you you saw the? I think you or KOP retweeted the tweet. Yeah. He sent a tweet about like, "I'll see you in a bit." See you in a bit. So he's yeah. probably taking some time off, and and I do hate that he lost tonight because. I don't know. I feel like he didn't get a proper title run. I mean, he was pretty much injured this whole title ring, but he's still been pretty strong. He's a two-time TNT champ. He's been a tag team champ. So Yeah, he's a hell of a worker. That's for yeah, sure. he signed a five-year uh, contract last year, so he'll be around for a while. So he's not going anywhere. After that, um, we got Moxley backstage cutting a good promo on Brody King. Uh, Moxley's good on stick every time you get it to him. He gets it done. It's mocked. We, we can't expect anything less. No. Then we saw Mark Sterling speaking to Keith Lee, saying that Swerve Strickland's a snake, and he has a letter he wants him to sign to get him out of uh, AEW, to take him off the roster. Lee says uh, while they're having their differences, they're still winning, unlike them. And he points to Tony Nese and uh, Mark Sterling. So what, what do you think about Keith Lee and, and his usage so far in AEW? Um, I'm 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 okay with it, and this is why I'm gonna say I'm okay with it. I feel like the personality slash attitude Keith Lee's coming in. He's very laid back. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he comes out that ramp, he's just so calm and collective. Like I don't know, it's hard to get into him. Yeah, it is. I'm not taking any way of his ability in the ring because the dude's a hell of an athlete Mm -hmm. for a big boy. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, I don't know. He's, it sounds really rare and and, and don't judge. He looks stoned. (laughs) He's just, he's just, he's just sitting back. It's like, dude, get off the edibles. Sorry. He's just very mellow. He's very mellow. There you go. All right. That's more PC than what I said. That's all right. (laughs) We got no rules here. Yeah, but it's just like I even saw him on uh, 
Oh gosh, what was it? Was it uh, Sammy's vlog? Yeah, with negative one, dude. He just like show some excitement. Yeah, you're out of WWE now, right? You're, right. you're free. But he just—he's so chill. He's so laid back. I mean, he's listening to elevator music as he's going to the ring. I feel like I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I love his—I love his theme too. His theme like gets everybody else going, but it's like, yeah, a little more pep in the step would be nice. Yeah. Other than that, in, in inside the ring, you can't take can't take away from him. No, absolutely but. not. Absolutely not. Then comes a guy who has quite a bit of heat on him right now. Christian Cage comes out. Followed by Luchasaurus, which I want your opinion on everything that went down last week since we didn't get to talk to you on the pod. What did you think of the Luchasaurus heel turn last week? I think it was good. I did too. It's good for him. It's good Mm -hmm. for his character. We had enough of the uh, big baby face. So I think he could be more effective as a heel. Um. Because I think he can do more squash matches with his size, with his ability, with his uh, athleticism. So I think it's actually going to benefit Luchasaurus. I think it's great. And, too. I've been calling it for it for darn near a year. So, and yeah, we hate Christian Cage. Yeah, he he's a he. He's I think he's a great heel. I mean, he, yeah, he he's so easy to hate him, and and he's so much better of a heel than he is a baby face. Uh, for instance, tonight he was. Uh, Oh, uh, talk about him and Luchasaurus and why Luchasaurus decided to remain with them. But before he could say too much, Matt Hardy made his way out and he called a Christian Cage the Michael Jordan of being an asshole, which I thought was pretty good. Um, it's actually a compliment. Yeah, it is. That's one thing. So he's the greatest of all time of being an yeah. asshole. Okay. Uh, if you got to be one, I guess be the greatest. Uh, he said that Christian screwed Jungle Boy over. Uh, but Christian says Matt can't pretend he's close friends with Jungle Boy. Uh, he says that Matt is making his brother sound like the sober one, which I'm like, okay, okay, we're going there. Um, Got to think they he they ran that line by Matt and especially Jeff beforehand. Yeah, I would I would think so, and I would think no matter what stage those boys are in at this point, they realize that. The reason that comment was coming was is to get a pop, to get a reaction. Yep. And they're like, "Hey, it's what's best for business." Yep. And it got the crowd. The crowd reacted. Yeah. I mean, a lot yeah, of like, go ahead and say it. I mean, we're all buddies here, but go ahead and say that. And let's 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 let's, see, let's get this crowd reaction. Let's get them hooked. Yeah, there was quite a mixed reaction on Twitter tonight about that, but I I'm right there with you. I mean, I could see why people would get offended by that, but I'm like, that's just a good way to get heat in well, this job. When, when we turn to social media and and look at what some people, there's 50 percent of people that understand. Hey, it worked on the show; it got me hooked. Right. The 50 percent of the people just want to be like, "Oh, this is real life," and yada yada yada, and Karens and Kyles, as I call. Yep. And it's like, yeah. come on, guys! It's a show, right? Yes, right. yes, yes. We we enjoy this, and it's it's a hobby of ours. But mm-hmm. again, there's a reason we've been hooked in the past. Yeah, it's it's entertain. It's supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed right. to be good storylines. It's supposed to have an edge of our seat, not knowing what's going to happen next. 
I mean, something like that. Yeah. I mean, when Matt Hardy came out, I was thinking back in my head, okay, he's probably going to say something about Jeff. But did I foresee that exact line coming? No. But so, you enjoyed it? I did. I mean, it, it, it got me like I kind of did one of those. He got a reaction out of me, and that's what it's supposed to do. So yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. Um, he then, uh, Matt says Cage is using Luchasaurus to make as much money as he can for himself when he claims uh, he did that with Private Party. He says, by a strange twist of fate, life has been a mess in the past month, and he's making sure nobody gets taken advantage. Christian then disagrees and says Matt is a clout chaser. He can't stand his name not being in the headlines. He uses his wife, his father-in-law, a boat, a mower, or turning a blind eye to his brother's issues for one last run. Uh, he says, uh, Cage says he is the hottest and most influential star in AEW. Matt just wants to be near him. Uh, Christian just then says Matt, Jeff isn't the most embarrassing thing to his family that Matt is. Uh, that time, uh, the talking was over. It was a two-on-one attack. Luchasaurus connects with a headbutt, then sent Matt into the stairs, which he then followed with a big boot to Hardy as Matt's head uh, sandwiched between the ring post. He then chokeslammed him through the timekeeper's table as Christian talked trash to him once again. Yeah, it was it was a good segment. Yeah, I mean it's. I guess big thing is I don't know where maybe Matt fits in all this. Maybe we're gonna get Matt and Luchasaurus here coming down the road, but yeah, I'd rather that than Matt and Christian. Yeah, um, I guess that's just gonna buy time until we bring Jungle Boy back. Obviously, yeah, which I don't know the severity of his injury. But that's what I'm liking about this feud. I mean, we, we're going to eventually get Christian Jungle Boy and hopefully Luchasaurus against Jungle Boy. Two really good feuds out of it. Yeah. So uh, then backstage, we had Jake Hager and Claudio. Uh, in, be- in between them was Tony Schiavone, which right away when the camera got on them, I'm like, this is weird. But Schiavone said they'd signed a waiver that they couldn't get physical while he was interviewing them. And Hager pretty much said, no need for that. Claudio knows that he's uh, not as hard as him, not as tough as him. He will never be a world champion. He wasn't a world champion ROH, wasn't a world champion WWE, which I was surprised he said that. He said that right there. He did. Um, and uh, he wants his respect. Claudio says anyone who says that they don't reserve, don't deserve respect at all um, has to point out what they haven't achieved and he then points out what he's achieved in AEW and says next week he would go 3-0. and So we're getting those two guys next week in Fighter Fest Night 1. That should be a pretty good one. Yeah, and I, I don't think we ever – did we ever see this in WWE? I mean, of course, I remember the We the People gimmick when they were a faction, but yeah, I don't remember ever getting a one-on-one match between them. We probably did, but it's forgettable. Well, we're going to see Claudio go over Hager. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, hopefully, Claudio gets a good showing out of Hager. That's all I ask with Hager's on TV. Just somebody get a good match out of him, please. He's been hit or miss. Like, when he first came in, I was kind of excited. And then since basically the pandemic, I've just been like, yeah, he's just been a weird tall guy that makes weird faces in the back. Yeah. Has I mean, a speech impediment. Sorry. I'm not no, trying he to. Does. He does. He does. Um, he's lucky he's been with Jericho the whole time. So he's been in big matches, big main events, the pay-per-views, big specials like last week. So we'll see. Um, good match for Claudio though. 
then we get the Butcher and the Blade versus Swerve and Our Glory. And Butcher and the Blade got this match because they're in the top five of the tag team rankings. Uh, got a big pop from the Rochester, New York crowd. Of course, they're Buffalo boys. And it was nice to see Bunny back on TV. Yep. Um, she's back from injury. So uh, good match. Back and forth match. Uh, Butcher and the Blade got a lot of offense in. But in the end, Swerve and Our Glory won despite some miscommunication. And uh, Keith Lee running into Swerve, knocking him down for a little bit during the match. Uh, after the match, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks appear. Hobbs saying uh, they won't let them get distracted. Starks says they could destroy them on the microphone. They have proven that they're, they are on levels where they are not. He is sick of them thinking they have a, sh- a shot at them because they're former WWE guys. He talks about what the best tag team is, but then the Young Bucks come out. And, and Ricky Starks was going off. I thought he was going to pull a Ric Flair and Jay Lethal type promo for a little bit. He was just going nuts. And he even made Powerhouse Hobbs break character a little bit, which was pretty funny. Uh, Young Bucks come out. They start cutting a promo, start uh, talking about how both these teams had a great match at double or nothing. Four and a half stars, that's great, but that's an off night for the Bucks. They then said both these teams couldn't beat Jurassic Express, and that's something that they just did. Um, they have a Matt says they have a proposal for them, a triple threat tag team match or a triple or nothing, as he called it, for the titles. That led to a huge FTR chant from the crowd. So Nick Jackson had them then point out that they're better than them, and everybody knows it. And then I think FTR posted a, the standings where FTR is second, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're the first. They are first. Well, first contender. Sorry, second in line. Right. Second, then we got third and fourth. But right. Yeah. It's uh. It, Dak said something like, "We hear you." Hope Tony does, and and then Cash Lair says, "We hear you. We appreciate you." Something along those lines. I don't think I got that 100 percent correct, but FTR is so over right now. So so over. I mean, out of all the companies right now. The only other team I'd put them up against right now that is over is the Usos. Yep. And that'd be that'd be a dream match, don't be wrong. Oh yeah, especially yeah. right now. But I don't know. I feel I feel these AW crowds, the Forbidden Door crowds, this independent crowd we're gonna see in Nashville for Flair. I feel these people are hotter than your normal WWE crowd. And I, I don't want to harp on that, but I don't know. Yeah, I think if FTR FTR walked in any arena right now, I don't care Japan, America, uh, Mexico, they're going to blow the roof off the place. Yeah, um, I, I I don't recall. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen a face tag team this over. Long time. Oh, New Age Outlaws. I mean, yeah, I mean, and we're going back, you know, darn That's near two, de- two decades. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean that's that's what I'm saying. It's been a you, long time. You were, so, you were so young, you weren't even allowed to watch it. <laughs> there, there is some truth to that. There was there was a little bit of time where my parents were like, okay, this is a little too, a little too raunchy for you. But so I had to stick to kind of WCW for a little bit. But yeah, no, that was. That, I mean, I was I was young. Yeah, that, yeah. that's saying a lot. If I was young, <laughs> but it's it's great when FTR is on TV. It's it's fantastic. So I hope they I. It, if I'm Tony Khan, I don't. I guess it depends if Punk's ready to go by All Out. But if he's not, I make the main event at All Out. Bucks, FTR. It's the rubber match. It's the third time. It's 
all the titles on the line. Four titles on the line, assuming they go over to the Briscoes. Four titles on the line. I don't know what kind of match. Maybe it's just a standard tag match. But and you, you let that headline all out. Be, be the first ever tag team, uh, just two-on-two match, I should say, to headline. Yeah, yeah. EW pay-per-view. I would want, if you're going to put all four titles, I would want a classic match. Yeah. I don't want I don't want a gimmick. Yeah. Um and I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. And then I heard um uh Fightful say it. I freaking heard Cornette say it. Dax Harwood, runner wrestler of the year. He's gotta be in the conversation right now. He's gotta yeah, be. Yeah. Not saying he's gonna get it, but he's, but he's gotta he's be. There. Which which I mean, if you would have told me that back in January, I would have laughed. Said he's not going to wrestle even in singles competition to give himself a chance. Here yeah. we are. I mean, there's a, there's there's some fantasy booking. Okay, we're, let's take our let's take our normal hats off. Yep, I got the pencil yeah. ready. Let's say Punk's not ready to come back. Yep. Dax versus Mox for the interim. <laughs> That'd be a fun match. I mean, could you imagine those two? I mean, obviously, I want to see I want to see the tag titles and this and that. But if for something happened, yeah, set, you you could you could main event Dax versus Mox. You could do a lot worse, so to speak. Yeah. A lot worse. Yeah, but yeah. I know that's that's a that's a fantasy book. That's that's definitely a Shep Dream match, probably. Yeah, but. yeah, that was like bringing the Briscoes to AEW. <laughs> Yeah, hey, you never know. You never know. I mean, we're getting closer with ROH, with an ROH appearance. So, uh, Then uh, Tony Schiavone's in the ring with your boy, Eddie Kingston. And, and, and I, I told Paul last week, I don't know if there's anybody more over. I know I just said FTR. Okay, FTR and Eddie Kingston, they're the two most over acts in the company. I'll yeah. put it that way. I mean. And 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 here's the here's the deal with, with Eddie, more than FTR. And not to say FTR's fake, but Eddie is such a real person. He's such a real character. Eddie Kingston, right now, 1040 at night, sitting at a bar, is the same person Eddie Kingston was an hour and a half ago in the middle of the ring. Absolutely. And people love that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. They buy into it. That's why they hook in. You know, there's there's other guys that have been great in the past, but as soon as the show's over and they go to the bar to have a beer, they're they're John instead of Bob. Right. Okay. Eddie Kingston reminds me a lot of Ric Flair. And Ric Flair has said this in his documentaries in the past. Richard Fleer is no longer. Ric Flair is here. And when Ric Flair goes to the bar at the hotel after the show, it's Ric Flair, not Richard Flair. Yep. I think Eddie is the same way. I think so, too. And Uh, people can relate to that, and people love that, and that's why all 10,000 people cheered for him. Yep. No, it was – yeah, last week's match was awesome. And uh, it definitely looks like – well, I'll get to mention that here in a bit. Um, Eddie started out by congratulating Wardlow, which I thought right there I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, he's getting Wardlow over even more, and he and you can tell he must like the guy. I mean, he must know Wardlow puts in the work backstage. So he congratulates Wardlow becoming the new TNT champ, and then he congratulates everyone who won Blood and Guts, including Claudio, 
which which I thought was pretty pretty good, keeping that going a little bit. But the real deal was uh, when he was trying to talk, Chris Jericho comes up on the screen because Eddie's saying Jericho didn't bleed, so he didn't hold his promise, so he's got to make him bleed. Then when Jericho showed up, uh, he goes, Kingston, Kingston. And you could hear somebody kind of yell. Ended up being it was uh, Ruby Soho as uh, as Ty Conte had her thrown up against the uh, car. They slammed her arm shut in the car door. And she was rolling around as the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society ran away before security came in. So, yeah, cheap little spot there to get uh, Eddie's attention. Yeah, and I like I like Ruby joining the, the Combat Club. I think that would yeah. be good. Um, It'll since, be a good mixed match. Yeah, since Ty Conte is with Jericho. Right. Yeah, you're gonna need you're gonna need one. I could see this this feud playing out all summer long and yeah. all out. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it works getting her involved. And they uh, had a nice little some some fallout stuff from Blood and Guts, some snippets from the Road Two. I was really hoping they would have shown all of Daddy Magic's Road Two promo, though. That, that was, was unbelievable. That that was, that was really good. Yeah, I mean that, and then even uh, Cool uh, Cool Hand Ange had a good one too. I'm like, man, 2.0. They've come so far since they joined the company. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I like him. I like this character of of uh, magic, whatever. You yeah, want. Matt Lee. Yeah, yeah, Matt Lee. But uh, this is this is his this is his best work in yep. a while. Yep. That I mean that promo. I, I I sent it to you and Paul last night. I was just watching. I'm like, dang, that's one of the better ones I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I was just real emotion. Uh, we then saw the Dark Order come out, which their music hit. I'm like, this is interesting. We haven't seen them on TV in a while, and they keep losing members. Alan Angels is now out of the company, and he's actually challenging uh, Speedball Mike Bailey for uh, a title over an Impact, I saw, um, which would be a good match. But they come out for the next segment. Native One's out with them. They got a huge Brody chant. Evil Uno says they have huge news, and he says the fans are what made the Dark Order, and he thanks them for that which is why the six of them are here to stay. Dark Order is forever. They're beginning, beginning a new chapter. He then gives a microphone to Negative One. Negative One's about to talk before he speaks. QT Marshall comes out um, saying, how long does he have to put up with this charity case? He gets it, but he ain't his father. He takes after his mother. Marshall then says he doesn't need to bring his friends, and he challenges the 10-year-old to a match. <laughs> but out comes Hangman Page to a big pop. He and Evil Uno start beating up QT Marshall. QT gets thrown in the ring, and the faction all take turns attacking him. Negative One says he would pin him right now, but he's got to wait until he's 19. Yeah. Must be a rule in New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was a, f- a fun little segment. You know, it was something is what it was. And nice to see Hangman back on TV because not sure, not sure where they're going with Hangman. I don't know if you watched – BTE yet this week? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. And the, uh, ending was was pretty good. Yeah the, the the text message that never was sent. Yep, yep. But so. uh, um, yeah, I, I realize you have to do that because you're in Rochester. Yep, New York. Right. Not where we're from. Not Indiana. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, have a little uh, Brody presence, so I get that. And with negative one coming out, and right. That kid is getting funnier and funnier. Like I've seen him on the vlog, Sammy's vlog, and and stuff like that. So I don't think you got to wait. Maybe in New York you have to wait till you're 19. I don't know. Uh, Nick Wayne, 
he's 16. He's getting ready to right. turn 17 next week. Right. He's been performing, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's good stuff. It was entertaining. You know, it didn't make me turn the channel. So No, me neither. So, and, and like I said, it was nice to see, and I know Paul probably popped for it. He's a big dark order guy. So it was nice to see some of those guys back on TV because I think Preston 10 Vance has tons of potential and I keep waiting for them to give them more TV time on dynamite and rampage. Yeah. So, and heck negative one in like a year is going to be taller than John Silver. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw him stand next to him like he's pretty poor, close already. Poor John. Poor John. Oh, Johnny's over though. He's the meat man. He is. Uh, we then got a pretty good match. Uh, Penta Oscuro, or um, I, I, that's what he's going by now. He's, he's always going to be Pentagon to me, but yeah. against Roosh. Um, good match, but I got to be honest, I didn't like the finish. Is Yeah. I, I'm tired of them ripping off the Lucha Bros masks every week. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, when Roosh was ROH champion, I mean, he – he put on some hellacious matches. Oh, yeah. So I feel like having Penta and Roosh right now in the middle of a Wednesday Night Dynamite is kind of – doesn't do either one of them justice. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know I know we got a ton of talent. Don't be wrong. Yeah. I get that. But I don't know. Well, Penta, Penta's got a lot of losses, it seems like. I don't know. In, in a row. Record, but in a row. Yeah, he never – really gets the win in the big matches and but you couldn't have Roosh lose in his first on his first dynamite match I don't think right. so I think if the right call was made and the way he got up the way he got over it was dirty um I mean hitting the low blow and then stealing the mask and getting the roll of victory so I get why they did it but I could have done without the mask spot it's just like it's kind of getting overplayed a little bit in AEW yeah they, they always work on those masks but yep yeah, good match though. Good match. I mean, they're both really yeah. good in the ring. So. I like. I see that match as a pay per view match going twenty five minutes, and just- we're pr- we're pretty spoiled. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> we're pretty spoiled, um, and Tony knows it. I mean, heck, Tony put a match together during the show tonight that we'll talk about here in a little bit, and you don't see that nowhere. Yeah, it was. A, he called it on Twitter a standby match because <laughs> the opening match, TNT title match, didn't go to his time limit or something. So Sure. Uh, backstage, we saw Mark Sterling again. This time he's trying to get a uh, signature from Orange Cassidy. But Dan House interjects as Orange Cassidy's lawyer, and it leads a match between being set up between Orange Cassidy and Tony Nese on Rampage. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, they could be entertaining. Yep. I mean, it'll be a fine match. It's definitely a Rampage match. Yeah, the the only thing with those is like you get no storyline. So no, you don't. And you just throw two good athletes in there and they'll put on a show. Dan Housen got a good pop from the crowd, like always. always. Always does. Always does. So we then got the match that was just thrown together: the Gun Club and the Acclaim versus Ruffin It and Fuego del Sol. Uh, Ruffin It is, uh, oh, what is his name? His last name's Ruff, of course, and he, and Bear Country. Uh, Liam. Liam, Liam, Ruff. Liam Ruff and and, and Bear Country. That's that's that team. Uh, but the whole crowd was pumped when the claims music hit. Everybody's ready for Caster's rap. Austin Gunn snatches the microphone from him, gets a big boo from the crowd, gets some heat. Um, the Gun Club and the claim go over as expected, but after the match, 
Um, the four men are arguing. Gun club attacks the acclaim. Billy Gunn's ticked off. He's pulling his sons off. He argues with them, but then he turns and nails Caster with a clothesline. And Bowens wants to be scissored one more time, but instead uh, Billy Gunn hits him with the famous sir. And the Gun club is back together as it looks like the acclaim's finally going to be baby faces. Which we need. Yes. With yes. Bowens back. Yeah, with Bowens back, it was time. It's time to pull the trigger on that. Um, I, I did, though, think the Gun Club or the Ass Boys, if you want to call them, and they claim fit together pretty perfect. But I get it. Now you can have a nice little feud between the two. Yeah, it'll give them a, I don't know, give them a match or two on Dynamite, maybe maybe a Rampage. But uh, Bowen being back, obviously he had a knee injury, right? He always wore a knee brace when he was in the wheelchair. Yeah, he had knee injury, and I honestly thought he was going to be out longer than he was. Well, yeah. I was a pr- surprised last week when, because he had legit surgery a couple months ago. So yeah, seeing him back was good. Mm-hmm. I think the acclaim. Once we get past the the Gun Club, they could be a re- you know just with Max's uh, mic skills. Oh yeah, being good. Yeah, yeah. Bowens is better in the ring than Max, but Max, it's hard to touch him. On the microphone. I mean, only a handful of people can in the company. Kingston, another Max that hasn't been on TV for a while. Um, maybe maybe one or two more I'm, I'm missing. But, yeah, I, I like I like the dynamic of turning them babyface. The crowd's ready for it. They're getting big pops every time they come out. So I'm all for it. After that, we got a video package um, about uh, with Miro talking about Malachi Black. Miro always cuts great video video work. And this is intriguing because this isn't where I thought Mal- I thought Malachi's next feud, honestly, was going to be Moxley with tonight's main event, which they still could go that direction. But if we're going to get a Miro and Malachi feud, sign me up. Yeah. No, I, I thought uh, when his promo came out, it was really good. And then I got to thinking, Malachi, Miro? Yeah. Yeah. We could have some really good matches here. Yeah. We could have some really good tag matches. I don't know who you would, would pair with Miro. Right. But there, you know, we could, we could get some people in there. You know, even if you get some of uh, Death Triangle in there with him. Um, but could, this is probably, I'm probably overthinking this way too much, but could he get himself in a three on one situation with the House of Black, need a partner? Could we finally see Kip Sabian return? Last time we saw him, Miro took him out of action. But maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Kip's not big enough for that that spot. I don't know. Kip was Kip was ringside tonight. Every week. He was, he was there. there for like a year. <laughs> I, there a while. I know. I don't know. I'm like, when's this going to pay off or is it at this point? So. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Kip... I just don't see Kip matching up with those guys well. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. And I, and I hate to be a size guy because we, right. we try to put that uh, aside nowadays. But Keep that in Connecticut. Yeah. But, I mean, Alistair's a, not a small guy. No. We always know how big Miro is. Right. Brody's a monster. And he Look moves like a freaking freight train. Right. And, and Buddy Matthews. He's jacked, too. He's jacked. He's a little short. I mean, he's taller than John Silver, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I mean, just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, getting 
Chip would be fun to 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 get in the mix there, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, but Miro Malachi. I mean, that, that's gonna be fun. I, I but I honestly thought Malachi's next feud, and maybe it potentially will be after Miro. I thought he, I thought him and Moxie would have a fun little program for the title. Yeah, we never we never saw uh, Alistair Black and and Dean Ambrose. Nope, they were two different eras of NXT. So. Wasted money right there that we never yeah, saw. No. But I'd want to see it, but yeah, but but yeah, Miro Malachi, I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, it'll be good. I don't we never saw Miro and we never saw uh, in them and no in Connecticut, so nope. Again, two different eras of developmental and whatever. And that's one thing I'm glad you brought that up because you know I was talking with a guy last week and he's a he's a bigger WWE guy than he is AW. He watches a little bit of everything though. And he was telling me, he's like, oh, I'm tired of AEW signing all these WWE guys. And I'm thinking, well, they're still talented guys. If they're out there, you got to grab them, at least some of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad what you just mentioned. We didn't see this match. We didn't see this match. Now we're getting to see that in AEW. So it's not like they're just throwing them against guys we've already seen them against previously. Right. So, no, that's how fortunate we are to have this secondary company that right. decide to go full throttle ahead and, and mm-hmm. get the mix and yep. we're seeing the best of all worlds. Right yep. Now. We then it was between 915, 945. So you knew what time it was. It was time for the AW uh, lone <laughs> women's match of the night. It was a tag match tonight. Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir against Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa, who I guess they're going to go by Thunderstorm, I guess. Um, I saw exactly. a shirt. Yeah, I saw a shirt on shopaw.com that was Thunderstorm. So I'm like, all right. Um, the baby faces went over, of course, Thunder Rose and Tony Storm. Fun match, though. Um, I mean, nothing really that I'm going to pick apart. I mean, Tony Storm impressed me more and more every week she's in the ring. She does. Maria Schreier. Is that my Shafir? Shafir. Shafir. I don't like her. I, 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 I figure, I know she's in, in real. In, non cafe world, yep. she's a hell of a shoot fighter. Right, okay? right. But in the ring, I just don't feel like she has any chemistry at all. She's awkward. Um, I actually enjoyed this match because I felt that Tony Storm and Thunder kind of dominated it the first half of the match. I've never been a big Nyla fan. Um, it is what it is. But, like, teaming these two girls together – like the way the match went tonight, I could go with it because I feel like it was dominant from Thunder and, and Tony. No, I agree. I agree with you. So uh, th- those girls can work. They can work good. I- I've never been a big fan of the MMA crossover to pro wrestling world. I mean, there's a, a couple occasions, of course, but more, more so it's usually on the male side yeah. that, that I'm okay with. Women's side, I mean, Ronda Rousey, okay. But besides Shane her, Baker. Shayna Baszler, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I yeah, haven't. I don't like how she, in the ring, but she, outside the ring, it's nothing. Right. The, the 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 promo skills are the hardest thing for these ladies to to get used to. I mean, Ronda's an awful promo. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like Rip Ryerson. <laughs> Spot on. That's why he gets thrown in water. Anyway, sorry, that was a cheap shot. Oh, that was a good one, though. I can't wait till he listens to this, sends a text. Uh, but no, I agree. Good women's match. Right team went over. 
And then we got our normal Jay Cargill backstage promo. She's mad at Stokely for giving uh, her an interim baddie who was Layla Gray. He says three on two is better and takes a special person to convince a rival to help. But Jay makes it clear if it doesn't work that Stokely is gone. Wasn't it an odd amount, $1,100 to get Layla Gray? Yeah. Like I paid her $1,100. I was trying to think like, is is there something with that amount I'm missing? Like, is there something? I don't know, but he's, I don't know. I just keep thinking who's going to eventually take that title off Jade. I mean, is it going to be Athena? Um, it's, it's whenever they want to move Jade into the, you know, main event, right. Women's championship role against maybe against thunder. I don't know. Yeah. Or you do a, you know, move her into all out and have a winner take all type deal. But eventually, and, and I remember when Jade debuted and she had that match with, with with Shaq as her partner. I'm like, she's not good. She's not good. But obviously, this girl has worked her tail off because yeah. the more and more in ring work we see, the better the better she is. So yeah. I'm starting to get, I kind of get on board with her. Yeah. I've, uh, and she can talk. Yeah. I've seen the potential for a while. Um, but now we're finally starting to see the results. So, you know, I got to think of the night and I'm glad AEW is doing this. We haven't seen Britt Baker on TV for a little while. And it's kind of nice because I think everybody was getting a little Britt Baker fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what if women's division for a while? Yeah. Um, what if, you know, you bring her back. What if she's the one to knock off Jade and she takes the TBS title? She can still keep that title pretty relevant. Then Jade goes up and goes for the big title. You know, that could work. That way you don't necessarily bury Jade because you look like Jade got beat by. Yeah, the best of the best in the division. So That and the TBS title still stays relevant with the DMD. Correct. So, Or if, if you really want to protect her, but I hate when they do this, you can put in a triple threat and not even have her get pinned. Or there's a there's a fresh release talent out there that's looking to work again. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, I yeah, I want her in AW. Yeah, yeah. She officially said goodbye to WWE in the Players Tribune today. So yep. Yeah, she yeah. she would be a good one if she's cleared. They need to make a run at her. Yeah. We then got uh, two more matches announced for Death Before Dishonor. That was Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta for the uh, Pure Championship, and then FTR and the Briscoes for the AAA, the ROH, and the IWGP tag titles. So two matches that should be banner of matches. The uh, the Garcia Yuta match. I mean, I know those guys don't weigh a buck fifty soaking wet, but. I have a feeling those guys go into this match. That could be the stiffest match we see. On the oh board. God, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, especially with the pure title, I know they want to represent that. You do with his background, and then you know I've seen Garcia work in the Indies. Like those two guys, I think could steal the show. That that match, as much as I want to see FTR and Briscoes, don't be wrong. You know that. You know me. Yep. The, the Garcia Uta match could steal that show. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely could. I mean, I saw the chemistry last week between the guys in the Blood and Guts match. So, yeah, it's got to be a good one. And then the other match I forgot to kind of mention was is the ROH TV championship match, Lethal against Samoa Joe, 
we saw a backstage segment with Satnam Singh and uh, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal celebrating that Joe's finally uh, pretty much coming out of his dark hole and then going to face Jay Lethal. So. The Lethal Joe match I can get in, but Sanjay Dutt and the 70 70- Satnam Singh. <laughs> I, I don't get into those guys. No. So, I mean, go play the NBA, man. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's a reason he's not in the NBA anymore. Uh, there he was. <laughs> those guys are dinosaurs in that league anymore, anyways. Yeah, but um, it's like, like if you just have a straight lethal versus Joe match, yeah, ooh, I'm in. Yeah, but having having lethal have sidekicks, yeah, man, he, he's better than that. What but, do you think of the other ROH like the integration on Rampage with uh, Pulley Blanchard's boys? Those guys, match? yeah. No, I I saw they're gonna have a Rampage matches. Yeah, week. yeah. So, I mean, I like Tully. I like Tully kind of keeping him involved. So, we'll see how Friday goes. I'm interested to see what's next for ROH because you know they got the the logos finally out. They got the uh, clothing starting to sell on Pro Wrestling Tees now. They got Death Before Dishonor coming up on July 23rd. So I'm like, we got to be getting closer to something because we're starting to see more people pop up now. And now, when they include ROH. Like both times they did those segments tonight, you got the ROH graphic that came up. Yes. So, so I mean, you have that pay per view at the end of the month, and then we got a whole month until all out. So I, I have a feeling, you know, we should have a couple besides the FTR one. Uh, we should have some one or two ROH titles uh, put on the line at yeah. all. Yeah. Where's Gresham? I know. I, I know he and Moriarty. Yeah. Are in this match on Friday. Maybe Jordan Grace doesn't let him out much. <laughs> Could be, because um, he's got to he's got to defend that title. Yeah, I mean, eventually that's going to come out. I mean, right now, looking into it, we're what two weeks away, three weeks away, three weeks away. Yeah, three weeks away. Okay, so you're the no, we're, no, we're two weeks, two weeks from Saturday. Yeah, so we're two weeks away. And you don't have you don't have the world champion booked. Yeah. All right, interim. Yeah. Have Moxley go over there, right? So I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking that we we get a match with Gresham Friday announced and a match with uh, Mercedes Martinez announced too because she and uh, Serena Deeb are in action. Mercedes yeah. is your woman's champ, so I could do a Mercedes versus Deeb too. Well, they're a fun team, though. I mean, I like the team. I like that they're a fun now. team, but I can I, I but, but yeah, yeah. But it, it will be a great card from an in-ring aspect. But I, I feel like if we haven't found out who Gresham's opponent is right now, I feel like it's almost going to be a last-minute surprise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, why do I feel like Tony has a card up his sleeve for that pay-per-view already? You know, we got the surprise with Samoa Joe back in April. So I feel like he's got another surprise up his sleeve or something. Okada available. Oh. Oh, Tanahashi available. Yeah, I yeah, I Tony Tony keeps me guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tony keeps me guessing. So. If he can, if he can keep that relationship going and throw a surprise in there, the the pay-per-view sales will pad yeah. his pockets, which his packets his pockets are a little light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got the main event, the interim AEW World Championship match, John Moxley, Brody King. I don't think the result of this one is ever in doubt. But uh good hard hitting match. 
Uh, Brody Keene's a special talent for how big he is, the way he can move around, how fast he is. Uh, Moxley eventually wins with the bulldog choke, but it took him multiple attempts to lock it in. He did, and, and those uh, those cannonballs that oh my god, Brody would do in the corner. The first one he missed. The yeah. second one he connected it. I mean, he connected. Yeah, that that had to ring Mox's bell. Yeah, there, and then there was a stiff shot or two from each guy after that too. Oh, so yeah, yeah the, the the chops to start the match. Speaking of the chops of the night. The chops that Tony and uh, Thunder Rosa did on Maria Shirai or Shafir. Yeah, I call her Shirai. That's all right. Yeah, those were some stiff ass chops. Yeah, those might have been the chops of the night. Um, but yeah, no, the uh, Brody's chops to Mox were they were good. Oh yeah, he uh, he laid them in. He didn't he didn't hold anything back. Yeah, I thought it was a. Overall match, it, it accomplished what it needed to do. Um, you know, Mox come out good. Brody looked very powerful mm-hmm. and dominant at some points. But at this point, yeah, you got to have Mox going over. Were you surprised to see that he won that uh, Rampage Royal match or whatever they call it, Royal Rampage or whatever? No, no, not at all. Um, there was a couple guys I thought maybe mm-hmm. out of that, but – well, I saw it was him and Darby. Right, right. I mean, uh, he was one, though, I didn't even speculate last week when Paul and I were trying to predict who we thought would win. I didn't even bring him up. Yeah. I mean, when it came down to those two, yeah, it made sense. The The finish was perfect. Like, the way he choked out Darby was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it made him look good. I, I, I like that idea. I like the idea of a combat club versus a house of black down the road. Mm-hmm. I could put on some great matches. So yeah. yeah. Open the door for, for very, very much uh, opportunity. The, that's why I thought the show was pretty good. Like when the show ended tonight, I was like, ah, that show went by pretty fast. And then the more I thought about before we started recording, I'm like, actually that show was pretty good though, because it's setting up a lot of things. There's a lot of possibilities that, they could go in this direction or this direction. We're not quite sure what direction they're going to go in. I like yeah. when they do that because it gets my mind thinking. We, we kind of had to start over after Forbidden Door. Right, right. You know? And then, I mean, we started over at Blood and Guts, but Blood and Guts was kind of already set up. Yeah. Into it. Right. So we had Forbidden Door gone, for or Blood and Guts gone. So now it's like, all right, we need to start over. Yep. We, we need to build up until all out. So yep. here we go. Got Fighter Fest night one next week. Fighter Fest night two, I believe, the week after that. And those are big kind of special dynamites. So yeah, and then it's all uh, full head steam to to all out, which some people are using their biggest pay per view every year. So. Yeah, but well, kind of where it all started. It's it's back in Chicago, right? Well, I thought so, and then I see people on Twitter arguing that no, they haven't said Chicago. Now, I thought Chicago was mentioned somewhere. They just didn't announce the venue. Well. The original All Out was – is it called the Sears Center? Used to be. Yeah, now yeah. it's the uh, – they still run shows there. Um, I think I think the show's too big for it now, though. Well, that's what we're – yeah. So you have to go to United Center, right? And, 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 and that's why I'm like, you know, I kind of wish they'd just move out of Chicago because you just held Forbidden Door at United Center. You held Rampage at United Center last year. I mean, it's great they run United Center, but don't overrun it. 
Right. What's the uh, what's the old arena out by the airport that the Bulls used to play in? Palisades? Wintrust? Yeah. What did Maybe. you call, though? Uh, but I, I, I know th- – I mean, anyways, it's out by O'Hare Airport. Yeah, it's not as big as United Center, right? But I mean, I, I you know, the only other city, like, and of course, it's Twitter talking that I've heard rumors is Toronto. Well, because Tony really wants to get up to Canada and run some shows. Toronto's a hell of a city. Oh, it would be nuts. I mean, run you on your first AW show in Canada as a pay per view. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll yeah, see. I mean, if you're going to go to wrestling cities to to have you know your marquee event, <clears throat> I mean, if you if you get out of Chicago, you got to go down what Atlanta, yeah, you know, Carolinas, Philadelphia, maybe over to yeah, okay, yeah, New York on the East Coast, but yeah, if you're going down, definitely Carolinas, Atlanta. So, um, but. That's it's got that's their marquee event, so it's got to yeah. be. And they they run a lot in Chicago, but they always do well because that's kind of that's their home away from home. Besides yeah. Jacksonville, is Chicago. So. Well, hell, sell them out, Lucas Oil. Hey, I'm all for it. Even even Gamebridge, it's not as big as United Center, but it's it's nice. That's why I'm hoping the next time they come to India, I hope they go to a bigger venue. Casico, yeah, Casico. Well, then I, I got used to finally calling it Banker's Life. And then, uh, no, we're, now it's GameBridge. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was your overall rating for tonight's show? Overall rating, uh, good show. The random match <laughs> in the middle. But yeah. uh, but it was I'm, a good story. I mean, it's, it's progressing the story. It, so. it was. I'll give him a little bonus points for that because I was a little lower. But I'm going 7-1. All right. I went a little higher. I'm going 7-4. So a little higher. Um, I still thought it was still strong dynamite. I think they've strung together some strong dynamites in a row. Um, I mean, I wasn't going to give as high rating as it did last week, but last week yeah. was kind of an outlier. But this was an entertaining show. Yes, it was. Yeah. And there was nothing I looked at and absolutely hated. Um, I mean, my least favorite thing was probably the Dark Order bit, but I understand why they did it. Yeah. I, mean, I, did, I, I didn't make, like you said earlier, it didn't make me change the channel. Right. So um, I thought all the matches were pretty good. Loved the way the show started. Um, last week I thought that was going to close the show, but then once they announced that there was an interim title, it's like, well, that's going to close the show. So I'm um, glad we got a new champ award, though. And uh, spoiler alert, since it's up next, he's my wrestler of the night. Well, I figured you were going to go there. <laughs> um, I, I was right with you. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to go off the rail here. We're going Tony Storm. I like it. She really looked good that match tonight. Yeah, she. I mean, I was going to go Warload, and I'm like, I yeah, I can't pick the same one Tanner does. Yeah, she was my second, so yeah, definitely going Tony Storm. She was very, very impressive in her performance tonight. She was good. Um, I know they're not going to have her go over Thunder because I mean they probably would have already if that was the direction they were going to go, but. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind to see her get the TBS title eventually. No, no, she could. She could. She could do it. She can mm-hmm. handle it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just. I'm just glad to see her getting the opportunity, and doing well. That the opportunity WWE didn't give her. So 
right now. I know they're two faces, but I'd love an Athena Tony Storm match. They're two faces right now, but right. No, that'd be good. That'd be a great match. That'd be. I mean, the the division's getting better, getting better. I just wish they could find a way to get at least a few weeks, two matches on instead of one. I mean. They got the talent, but it's it's so weird. It's nine fifteen to nine twenty five. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know it's coming. And if it's it's a really big match, they'll throw in the paper in the main event once in a while, about once or twice a year, or or earlier in the show, but very rarely, very rarely. Yeah, so, but there, there's a company up in the the northeast that does the same thing. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Then they got to cater to little kids, so <laughs> their their big studs are on the sidelines right now. One yeah. hurt, one just not working until SummerSlam. Yeah. Well, they got one guy that's carrying him right now, and he's not even a wrestler. Well, he's a entertainer, and that's Pat McAfee. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's Pat McAfee's being the, bringing the best out of Michael Cole, and that's hard to do. Oh my gosh. Michael Cole has never been that entertaining until you paired him up with Pat McAfee. He's enjoying his job now. He, and I don't know if you saw a little tidbit. Um, you know, Liv Morgan cashed their money today. Blah, blah. I saw that on Twitter today. And they had a camera on the side. And when the music hit, McAfee always talks about, like, he wants he, – he doesn't want to know anything. He wants to call it raw. Um, and no pun intended. But he's a SmackDown guy. But uh, – he he wants to have the raw emotion, and that music hit, and he's like, "Oh!" And then all of a sudden, Cole jumps up. I've never seen Michael Cole jump up out of a chair ever. And and obviously, they call me the uh, end of that, and and, and lives a new uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. But um, McAfee this weekend at UFC with the neck brace on with the McMahon. Yes, yes. Drinking, drinking Captain and Cokes. I mean, good Lord, is he not the second son to Vince McMahon right now? He loves the business. I mean, that neck brace, I'm like, half that roster wouldn't have done that. No. I mean, an hour before that, he was getting beat down by Plumass Corbin, his yep. old NFL roommate. Yep. yep. So he puts the neck brace on and goes to a UFC event, sits yep. for a row, and starts drinking Captain and Cokes. Come on. Who could not relate to that? I did like how they showed both WWE crew and then Tony Khan and JR. Which was two different UFCs. And then they 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 busted old uh JR's butt because he had a vest on and the, he had a shirt long sleeve shirt, which is obviously Jacksonville Jaguar. Yep. yep. And had the NFL logo. And they said, look, oh, He's buying a bootleg, you know, jacket out. It had the AEW logo and the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like Tony Khan actually responded and said, "Like, hey, that was a vest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, what do you think? About, I I personally like what they're doing all of a sudden with commentary and AEW, having Jr. only coming out for the second half of the show. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good transition. Really good. And then if you would have asked me what two thousand. 18, right? 19. 19? Yeah. Excalibur. I would like get rid of him. Right. I'm I, I enjoy him now. He's money. The and dude. Taz is Taz, Taz is good, is good too. Good. 
Taz is good. You know, Taz, Taz was good in WWF, and then he went to Impact or TNA or he whatever. He was good there too. He was good there, but I was just, I was just never a fan. Right. But to, with him and Excalibur together, they're really good together. Yeah, they are. They match. I'm, I'm not being a homer, right? No, no. It, but like, yeah, they're good. Then you you throw Jr. in the mix. He's a freaking legend. And Shivani's a legend too. And I love Shivani, but he's kind of the weak link when uh, when Jr. is not there. Shivani is a. Have you ever watched any of the? Um, actually, it was a funny. Uh, Brandy Rhodes had that shot of Brandy. Oh yeah, whatever. I watched you a lot of those. And the one with Shivani on there, and he just starts chugging pina coladas. Oh yeah, he doesn't. Care. After, like the third one, he called his wife to come pick him up, and it's just like Lois. Yep, called Lois. Up. He, yeah. I like his podcast. I mean, he's a good storyteller. Yeah, I think he's he's just loving life right now. I mean, he lived in the heyday of WCW, and yep, um, you know, he's 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 funny. He's entertaining, but yeah, with towards the end of the night, I love Excalibur, Taz, and Jr. That was that was that was good. I could I could get on board with that, and I mean, let's be honest, Jr. is on his downturn of his career. Yep. So we start just plugging him in in certain situations. It'll work. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he extended his contract about a year, year and a half, or whatever it might be. And so it's he's on the downward trend now, and he's doing the right thing. I mean, hopefully, he still sticks around the company. Maybe his talent and talent or something. I don't know. His mind is. uh, You can't put a price on his mind or knowledge. No, no, and he can be a grumpy old man on commentary a little bit. I, I get it. There's some weeks he's. You can tell he wants to get that match over with onto the next thing, but uh, <laughs> but uh, he's a, he has a WWE slip up every once in a while. But hey, Excalibur Knight slipped up and said, "Welcome back to TNT." Quickly, quickly uh, correct himself to TBS. So it happens. I mean, it's live television. Yeah, so. I mean, you can call him Dan, uh, Daniel Bryan, so right, which is easiest slip up to do. Right. So right. Um. Yeah. But uh, any anything else uh, AW related or just pro wrestling related in general you want to want to hit on before we wrap this thing up? Um, not really. Uh, I was I was kind of looking before you, um, going into the match tonight with uh, uh, Brody King. Uh, Brody King and Alistair Black are still PWG tag champions. That's right. Still since like September of last year. Yep. Um. I don't know. I almost thought, like, can we get that incorporated like, in this FTR run? Because I know FTR is just being the belt collectors. And eventually, I and we we want this all-out one, but, like, maybe that could be a feud between now and all-out where they pick up another 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 tag title. That'd be a fun feud. Yeah. I, me. I, I mean, I think those guys could put on a heck of a match. Yeah. I'm sure they've worked together in some show that we don't know about. But exactly, we don't know about it, and now you got a whole new audience. Right. So now you, get, now you get Aleister Black, Brody King versus FTR for the PWG Tag Team Championships. Yeah. I mean, now you got to have a wheelbarrow to come into All Out to haul these championships. <laughs> FTR. I don't know. Like I looked at that, I was like, man, that could be really like you could play up to that. Yeah. 
Absolutely can. So, and I'm I'm still I was thinking about today. I'm still dying for Omega to come back. For who? I, Omega. Kenny. Oh, yeah. I, he was one guy I just took I took for granted. I mean, he comes out every night, puts on a great show, great showing, great match. I, I just got so used to it. And then you take him off TV since November. It's like, man, I missed that guy. Mr. Jazz Hands. Yeah, yeah. Call him whatever you want. The guy can go in the ring. You know, if you remember, Greg, when we started this, he was like, oh, yeah. he was my fourth fourth guy on the uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, no, he. Uh, now, he's been replaced by Dax by now. but That's all right. I think a lot of people have Dax on there. I mean, my fourth favorite is solid, but that fourth one's just a rotating. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we get him by all out, right? Uh, at least by full gear, because that would be a year. Um, yeah. I just want I want him back healthy. I want Cole to get back healthy because I want him to and, and O'Reilly and Fish because I want this elite, undisputed elite thing to come to a head and get this trios titles because. That's that's one title I've wanted for a while. The trios, there's so much talent on this roster. Which we had an ROH, and I could not tell you who the last ROH one was. Let me let me check real quick. I almost think it was PCO and his little gang there. Let's see. Uh, Vincent Bateman and, and Dutch, they defeated the Shane Taylor promotions, uh, okay. the final battle in December, which Vincent's now in this an impact with the, uh, he's a, he's a honor. No more. Honor. No more. Yeah. He was in. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. So Yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of potential there for a trios title. Oh yeah, and, and Tony's, I think it was on Busted Open when he where he said it that he's waiting for Kenny to come back to introduce those. So. Yeah. So, uh, elephant in the room is are we getting worked with MJF? I think so. It's, it's I, I think I think they. Uh, I think it started as a shoot and worked its way into a work. And at this point, I mean, since that came out, the world of wrestling has been turned upside down by so many different storylines, including the big or the headlines, not storylines, headlines, including the Vince McMahon one that kind of lost some of its fire. So I think they got to keep him off TV, maybe a little longer than they anticipated to make it when he comes back, really, really have that impact. I was always thought it was a, when Tony does his uh, press conferences, like the the post right. or whatever they call, and then he just he completely shoots it down. Mm-hmm. In the past, Tony Khan has been overly honest. Yeah. So if he says, "Hey, such and such said I'm leaving because I want more money," we're done with him. Good luck to him. Mm-hmm. But every time it comes up, and it's been two or three events now, right? Two- Two pay-per-views I can think of where they brought him up and he just shuts it down. No, thank you. We're not talking about it. Right. Which makes me think, all right, it started yeah, he was he was pissed off. Mm-hmm. Tony realized it. Look how much look look at look at what you did. The pop, the draw, 
all right, we're going to pay you. We're going to pay you what you want, but you're going to go home for 60, 90 days. Yeah. So right now I think we see him interfere with something, probably the world title match at all out. Yeah. And that could make sense. I mean, especially if, if punk's not coming back, have him interfere, have him Moxley go at it again or something. Well, uh, punk could be back by a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember? I don't, I don't know the timetable of his injuries. So, so I, I don't know. I don't know if we get a punk Moxley, uh, God, that'd be out, and then MJF interferes in that one. That'd be fun because we've seen Punk and Dean Ambrose, but we've never seen Punk and John Moxley. Yes, that's true. Two different <laughs> people. Yeah, so because that'd be fun too, or maybe maybe MJF comes back and gets involved with some with Wardlow. Because Wardlow now has gold before MJF ever has. That's true. That's true. I, I don't think you bring MJF after this whole fiasco. Yeah. You don't bring him back for the TBS. You bring him back for the World Championship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then he laughs at Warlord's face, like "Ha ha, look at yeah. me!" Yeah, you're minor league. I'm major league or something. Yeah. and then you have Warlord go after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that because, yeah, whatever they do, they have a chance to make it really, really big. They can't screw yeah. it up. And and if you can literally keep him on the download till all out, yeah, for you know two and a half months, month and a half away, whatever. Mm-hmm. Two months away. That's you, Sunday, September 4th, I believe. So, yeah. If you can literally keep MJF on the down low where nobody talks about him, nobody sees him, yeah. and surprise him, can you imagine the roof of whatever <laughs> arena they're going to do? It'll blow up. It's going to blow off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he he's not on the uh, intro videos to Dynamite or Rampage. He's not on any of the promotional stuff right now. So he's not on the website. His merch is gone. His merch is gone. Which that that's really interesting. To is me he on Pearl Cream Tees? No, I'll check real quick. Because because that's yeah, interesting. Everybody to me. leaves whatever company they want, and they immediately go on Pearl Wrestling Tees. He's just got like his first three T-shirts ever on there, and all the rest are AW DVDs. So that means to tell me he's still under contract. Yeah. But that the fact it just it is it's a great move by them. I mean it's they're saying they're not worried about getting that merch money because I'm sure after that promo a lot of people wanted to buy his merch. Oh yeah. And and and, and they they're not letting him. So Well, I mean they cut his mic off. Yep. There's one other guy they cut their mic off back in the day. So, and they happen to work a, a lot together. They want to, Punk wants to work with him. Yep. So, I still, and I know, I, I don't know if you heard me say this last week. I still think, after hearing the Eddie Kingston reaction, that he has to be the one to take the title off Punk, even if it's just for a short term. Um, what about taking the title off of Mox? Ooh, kind of a stab him in the back type deal. Not not so much that, just of uh, hey, look, we're boys, but I like to fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like to fight, and I want what you have. I get on board so, with that. Even though I saved your butt back during the fireworks show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, God. You know, even though I saved your butt then, 
I still want you what, what you have, and it's business. We're still going to be boys after this, but I'm going to beat the living tar out of you. And, and you I, know, I, that kind of promo. That, no, I could get on board with that. I think I because I just think with his age and he's so hot right now with the crowd, you have to give him a even if it's a short title run, you got to do it eventually. Yeah, and you can you can do that in the transition of Punk coming back, Omega coming back, mm-hmm. um, Danielson Warlo- coming back, Warlow going to the mood, um, and then MJF coming back. I mean, dude, we're we're slammed at the top of the roster right now. Yeah, and we we haven't even mentioned Brian Danielson. That's true. <laughs> got to come back somewhere. Yeah, uh, he's got to come back. Obviously, yeah. concussion or whatever he had, but yeah, I mean, it's that's the thing. AW keeps cranking out these good shows with a lot of their top shelf talent out right now. So, but what what do you do? What do you do with the Blackpool Com- Combat Club when right now I feel that. Mox is the head of the the one because he's got the belt. Mm-hmm. So how do you bring how do you bring him uh, Danielson back when you know he's the yeah. one who recruited Mox technically, right? Yeah. Well, you know Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz aren't really part of the Blackpool Combat Club. They're just kind of joined up to go against JAS. Yeah. So the Blackpool Combat Club is really just Mox. Danielson, Yuda, and now um, Claudio. Okay, so yeah, you can still you can still have Eddie somehow challenge for that and say, "Look, yeah, we're boys, but it's a it's business." Which speaking, in, and I know we're going to wrap this up soon, but I uh, I forgot to mention Santana is out for a long period of time. Tony Khan confirmed today on Busted Open that he did blow his knee out. Um. The blood and guts, which sucks. But yep. Sean Ross Sapp, I thought, brought something interesting on a podcast, up something interesting on the podcast last week. He said the last time Santana and Ortiz teamed together in just a two on two match was like back in February or March. So I wonder if something behind the scenes is going on with those. Well, so, you know, and your boy Sean Ross, or am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah. Sure, Sean Ross Sapp. Yeah. There was a lot of other dirt sheets out there saying that Ortiz and Santana split because they couldn't get along. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, that's completely false. That that was not the case. They did not want to, to go out and do single matches. So um, just because of the injury, which I remember texting you and Paul about it. Like he literally came into blood and guts. He did a rock bottom as yeah. I call him. And something happened, and he rolled to the edge, and he was done. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he blew his knee out. It shot, obviously, on surgery. But um, So, now now with the case being you're going to have to have one of them do some singles work mm-hmm. or team up with Eddie. But yeah, Eddie, Eddie doesn't need a tag team partner right now. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um and, you know, we were mentioning the members of the Blackpool Combat Club. That could be a fun trios champion team. Three of those four. Claudio, Yuda, and, and, and Danielson, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. You can't really you can't really include Moxley right now. No, he can't. He's he's in a whole another conversation right now. So 
Yeah. I don't know. It will be interesting uh, what Tony does once he gets all his guys back. There's a, there's a ton of angles they can go. And, and you know, I, I still watch BT, BT every week. Um, it's not as good as it used to be. No, uh, this week's the ending did kind of get me. I'm like, all right, where are they going to go with the Bucks and Hangman eventually reuniting? Because that's one thing I did forget about until about a week or two ago. At the end of that Hangman Omega match at full gear, the Bucks could have interfered, but they both looked at Hangman and gave him the nod. That's a little thing they still have to play up, play up when, when Omega comes back. Correct. And right now, Hangman didn't have much of a storyline. No. He's kind of out of nowhere, man. Yes, yes. So, uh, what do you do with him? And then, I mean, you got you got Red Dragon, you yep. got Adam Cole. I know. All of a sudden, all like I don't want to knock on him, but all of a sudden, AW is top heavy. <laughs> it is. It's very top heavy. It's top heavy. All of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So you know, everybody used to. Uh, brag on or you know harp on wwe for being top heavy but son of a buck <laughs> I know. we're we're top heavy all of a sudden i know and you got and you got claudia that's 10 days old yeah, yeah. Two weeks old it's like holy sh- hey, 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 you know you know more are gonna come at all out i don't know who but you know more probably popping well, up there well not even you got that you got some top guys from japan that's probably gonna show up which I love. Don't get me wrong. I love this cross promotional stuff. Which, which, which that's something I forgot to even mention on on Rampage Friday. We're getting Kingston against the. Uh, um, uh, I can always forget his name, but he. Go, go ahead and say it, and I'll say bless you. Because <laughs> I always want to say is Tokashita, but I don't think that's how you pronounce it. Takashka, Takashka, or Takashka. Yeah, yeah, and that guy's amazing in the ring. Yeah. He's against yeah. Kingston's on for free Friday night. Um. And then you had uh, Tony Khan coming out, I think, two days ago and said he'd be open to do a show with WWE. Which they won't do on their head, but he's, he's, he's but putting it out there. He's he's throwing it out there because he knows he knows he's not going to get anywhere. Although he did a favor. He did a favor letting uh, Danielson, uh, Paul White, and Jericho, Jericho uh, do the – 20 years seen a show. So he's like, hey, look, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll do you a favor. Could you imagine Cody Rhodes back against somebody in AEW? Oh, God. I mean, at that point, if, if you can make Cody some type of Raw or SmackDown champion versus Punk, Mox, Warload. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Eddie, yeah. who – I mean – I mean, you you could you could literally sell out a stadium, and when yeah. I say a stadium, we're talking a football stadium, yeah, Lucas Oil, Soldier Field. You could you could do something like that, Tokyo yeah. Dome. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm in Tokyo Dome, I, but yeah, the crossover, the the fantasy matchups. Yeah, Shit, go down to go down to Miami in the Dolphin Stadium. Yep, that place got a hold of eighty eighty thousand. Yeah, they, they've done WrestleMania there before. Yeah, or Jacksonville Stadium. Yeah. It's got a whole 60,000, 70,000. I bet Vince wouldn't agree with that one. That would be <laughs> AW territory. <laughs> it's probably, probably not, but. 
it, it would be interesting if we ever get to the day where they do the show because kind of like Forbidden Door, it'd be interesting to know what politics go into, who gets over who. It's true. If Actually, there's one perfect arena. If you can think about it, there's one perfect arena this could happen at. It's not the biggest, but it's the perfect one. Not the garden, is it? It's Madison Square Garden. Absolutely. Yeah. You have it at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. But yeah, there's going to be a bunch of politics, which I thought Forbidden Door was AEW heavy. It was. It was. Over, over New Japan. That's why I lost my title, just to let you know. Yes. I, I was trying to play like what's best for both companies, and I was wrong. Yep. Um, Paul's not that smart, but. <laughs> Anyways, no, yeah. Did you have AEW versus WWE in Madison Square Garden? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it. You, yeah, you would go. You would go five hundred dollars for a nosebleed seat. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, every big star would be on there. Yeah, uh, Reigns against Omega. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who you put Lesnar against though. Wardlow. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can Can we get Usos? Versus Bucks and FTR in a triple threat. Why not? <laughs> I mean, back for two years ago, I remember we were talking about on uh, well, we weren't talking about it, but uh, uh, Busted Open was talking about top tag teams, and they were talking about uh, God and New Japan. Yep. Okay, and they they kind of came over to Ring of Honor and, and worked with the Briscoes, but you know, at the time it was. G.O.D., Briscoes, Bucks, Usos. Right now, we could have something like that if Vince would open his mind. Mm-hmm. You know, Vince is very open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. You know, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, God, you could you, – you realize how much money you could draw if, wow. they could put, if they could put their stuff aside? Like, like I said, you could put them in a stadium – I know MSG is a little smaller than a stadium, but the history there is amazing. Yeah, the history is there. You could put them in a big venue and just you could sell it out on a tag team tournament and not even care about the the main events. But yeah, maybe I, maybe someday we'll we'll see. Uh, but it's interesting right that it's interesting that TK came out and said he'd be willing to willing to do something, so. which is smart on his part. It he, is. In the back of his head, he knows it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, but he, it just with him saying that, he doesn't look like the bad guy. So you no, know, with him saying it, it gets all everybody talking. Yep. I mean, we just rambled on for the last fifteen minutes about it. So he got wins. us talking. <laughs> got us talking. So. He wins. All right, I think I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for everybody for listening. Thanks for watching. Hit that like button, that subscribe button, that follow button wherever you want to uh, like and follow us and subscribe to us on social media. We're across the board there at kicking out pod. Give Shep a follow at the Shep 27 on Twitter. I'm at Tanner Lee 92 on Twitter. And if you want to give Paul who decided to take the night off a uh, follow on Twitter, it's at Paul Zartman 921. And I don't think Paul's going to be back next week. I think you're going to be stuck with Austin and I again. You're stuck with me next week too. So, uh, so we will see you all next week. Have a great week. All right. Peace.